Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. As I look to the near future, if there was one gift that I wanted the Lord to give me, here's what I would say it is. I want my mind to be always renewed in hope. And this has kind of a longer backstory. So here's what that means to me. Some years ago, or I guess it would have been probably May or June of 2020 when I first was meeting Bob and getting to know him, he sent me a document that he had written based on his notes from spending four days with Bill Johnson, who is the head pastor at um, Bethel Reading. And I realize there's lots of controversy around Bill Johnson, but from my perspective, he's a godly man who loves Jesus and the scriptures. So we'll just go with that. And what I really found fascinating about this document was that at one point there's a sentence and I read it like this. The disciples were not used to seeing breakthrough. And I was like, that's right. They weren't there. I'm totally justified in my pessimistic attitude. And then I reread it and Bill Johnson had actually used a double negative. So what it actually said was the disciples were not used to not seeing breakthrough, meaning the disciples were used to seeing breakthrough. And that completely stopped me. And I thought, oh my goodness, if that's true, my mind is actually in the wrong direction pretty much all the time. Why am I not used to seeing breakthrough? Why don't I expect it to happen? And so I come back to this question periodically because <laughs> I, you know, it's also so interesting at the beginning of 2022 on January 1st, Um, Bob and I were having a prayer time and he started praying out of Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. And if you haven't read Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, it is pretty intense, honestly. It's like, if you will follow the Lord and remember his ways, here's all the ways he's going to bless you. And it goes on like this for 14 verses. And they're not small blessings. They're big blessings. And so I was reading this and I was like, Lord, part of the reason I don't live in hope is because I don't feel like this is true in my life. Have you blessed my kneading basket? And there's a part where then the question is, if this isn't true in my life, why not? And so that's part of what I'm pressing into. But there's also a part, why do I think it's not true? You know, and I'm going to press into that as well, kind of continue to consider that. But I think what fascinated me was that sense that I truly just have not traditionally lived in hope. And I was talking to my friend Mary at one point, Mary Van Hosen, and she said, you know, Amy, at one point there was this business deal and it was going to be great. And then it went completely in a different direction than we had anticipated. And the however many thousands of dollars that we had expected to come to us in order for us to live for the next however many months suddenly vanished. And Mary said, I was quite angry about this. And my husband, Paul, was so happy in the Lord. Like, okay, well, the Lord took that source of funding away, so he must have something else and something different and better. Hooray. What can it be? I'm so excited to see. And I I say that because that's literally how Paul thinks. And to me, that's astonishing. I want that kind of mind. I want that kind of faith and hopeful expectation that what the Lord has truly, truly is better and that the Lord truly has not only my best interest at heart, but he has, he's holding all things together. And 
it's been very interesting watching this play out for different friends of mine. I had one friend who was going under contract for a house and they were so excited. And then weird things kept happening and kept happening until finally they said, Lord, if, if this one more weird thing happens, we have to walk. And it happened and so they walked and they were so sad for about three days until the Lord gave them their exact perfect house that didn't require many, many thousands of dollars of repairs or adjustments. Like it had everything on their wish list just right out of the gate and it was less money. And so then there's that sense of complete rejoicing, like the Lord did this and it's amazing. And so, but again, there's that perspective shift of saying, ah, this one desired outcome that I really wanted didn't come to pass. Okay, then what's the next thing that I'm waiting for? What's the next thing the Lord is going to do? I'm excited and I'm waiting with eager expectation. So that's what I'm considering for this coming year. What does it look like for me if I, okay, here, we're going to get personal here. Um, When the power went out on Monday, Monday, we had enough propane. We made popcorn, hot dogs, and a cup of coffee. The next morning, Phil made coffee for himself and that was the end of the propane tank. But he managed to get out in the truck. He, you know, did his special driving and came back with a full tank of of propane and we were good. And so I made dinner that night, lots of dinner for lots of people. And then the next night I went out to make more dinner and I had chopped up all the five pounds of potatoes by tiny flashlight and the propane was gone somehow. I don't know how that happened. It's a mystery. And in the natural, there's a part where I was so frustrated by that. Lord, I don't know how we're going to survive. I don't know if there's even more propane around. I don't want to go and wait in line to go get it. And, you know, sort of that question, like, why didn't Phil take both the empty propane canisters? That was weird. And what I realized after the fact is that that made me super desperate, honestly. So when our friend said, hey, you want to come and stay with us? Instead of being like, no, no, I'm independent and I can make things work, which on the one hand, I probably could have, but it was such a blessing to be able to say, oh, yes, please, let me come and stay with you where there is warmth and there is water and there is and uh, not only energy, but there is internet <laughs> as I'm preparing for the feast and all the emails that need to go out. Oh, thank you for letting me come and stay with you. And so the point is, though, in the moment, what made me, quite frankly, want to swear was the fact that we were out of propane again, second time in two days. But what was beautiful is that that made me desperate enough that I was willing to transition to a different location that really was a better fit for this particular season. And so there's that sense of saying, live in hope, live in hope. And so that is what I want to leave you with. Lord Jesus, give us all the ability to live in hope. Thank you, Lord. Amen.